Hi, everyone. It's Steven Schleicher from Majorspoilers.com, and I want to thank you for checking out this week's episode of Critical Hit. This is the final installment of the Egypt arc. Are our heroes going to live? Are they going to die? And why is this episode entitled Betrayal? You're about to find out in just a moment. And then where will they go next? Are they going to go to St. Petersburg? Are they going to go to Murano? Oh, you're going to have to just keep listening as we continue to share the Octoon Cthulhu Punch All Nazis campaign with you. And we are so happy so many of you have reached out and said how much you are enjoying what we are doing for you. And I want to take a moment and I want to thank all of our patrons because... Quite honestly, we wouldn't be able to do this show week after week, month after month, year after year, to the point where we have become one of the longest running, continuous real play podcasts out there. And we're so thankful to all of our patrons for making that happen. But we are at a point at Major Spoilers and Critical Hit where that may not be feasible anymore. Because we need more of you, our fine listeners from all over the world, whether you're in Germany or Scandinavia or Australia or, yes, even Japan and China. We need more of you to join our growing group of awesome spoilerites at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And I know you're thinking, oh, I'll let the other person who's listening to the show take care of it. No, if everybody had that approach, then we wouldn't have any new patrons. And we need more of you to step up. I'm asking you to step up and join our group for just five bucks a month, five bucks a month at the silver level membership at patreon.com slash major spoilers gets you access to a bunch of stuff. You get behind the scenes on what's going on at major spoilers. You get this show a week early and commercial free. So if you don't like our commercials, well, then get on the Patreon at the silver level membership. Plus, you get access to secret channels on the Major Spoilers Discord server where you can go and talk about uh, Critical Hit and other things. You can sign up at that Silver Level membership. Five bucks a month, just $5 a month. If we had 100, 200, 300, 1,000 of you, which there's more than 1,000 listeners to this show, if we had 1,000 of you sign up the Silver Level membership, we would be able to do so much more for you at Major Spoilers and the Major Spoilers Podcast Network and here at Critical Hit. But you want a little bit more? Okay, at the gold level, $10 a month, you get access to the uh, Critical Hit character sheets. I'm rolling out the new character sheets right now on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers right now. You can see what changes have been made to Doc and to Dutch and in the coming weeks, Blisco and Valentino as well. You get access to our VIP live chat where once a month I give you, I sit down with you and answer your questions about what's going on at Major Spoilers. And most importantly, you get access to the GM Roundtable. Now, what is the GM Roundtable? Some of you don't listen past the end. Uh, I talk about it every week. But the GM Roundtable in the past has been where we sit down and we tell you advice. We share advice with you on how to be a better game master at the table for you and your players. Currently, the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu Edition is where I sit down with Dr. Bradley Will. You've heard him GM many games here on Critical Hit. And we talk about my plans for upcoming sessions. Like, I know where the team is going next. 
And so I'll sit down with Brad and I'll say, well, here's my plan and here's my thoughts and here's some things that I'm going to throw at the players. And Brad will share his, uh, you know, very knowledgeable uh, reactions to this. Sometimes it gets a little heated. And it's really cool because uh, things like why this episode is called Betrayal, we talked about months and months ago. And so you really get an inside look at what's going on behind the scenes on this campaign. And you can take these lessons that I am learning as a uh, newish GM and you take the knowledge that Brad is sharing and you can apply it to your own games. So just at the $10 a month, that weekly or biweekly, depending on when we have uh, new episodes out, but generally weekly, they come out before new episodes of Critical Hit. You can get an inside look at what's going on in upcoming sessions. And of course, if you want your name as part of a critical hit uh, game, that happens when you become an associate producer at patreon.com slash major spoilers. So we had a whole episode entitled The Great NATO. The Great NATO is one of our great patrons. He's been with us almost since the beginning. And we love great, uh, the Great NATO so much that we made a character in the game based on him. So now is the time. Now is the perfect time for you to head to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Sign up just for $5 a month, $5 a month. In fact, we've got a deal. If you sign up for a whole year in advance, you, you get two months free. You pay for 10 months and you get two months free. That's quite a deal. So $5 a month keeps this show going, brings you more entertainment and gets you access to a bunch of other stuff. So if you can take a moment, go to Patreon dot com slash major spoilers and sign up for that silver level membership just five dollars a month and i thank you so much in advance from the bottom of my heart and of course all the players appreciate it too thank you thank you thank you critical hit punch all nazis takes place in the early days of world war ii and combines high adventure with cosmic horror all dates locations and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies all accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. Last time on Critical we have been watching you since you entered our territory. Who knew that these lizard dogs would be such a pain in the butt? Don't put that on. We can talk about it later. And okay. if we're going to try it out, you're going to be the one to do it. But don't put that on yet. You rush down the tunnel and you can see the entrance and you step out of the entrance into the darkness. It is nighttime. A full moon is, is shining. And as you step out of the entrance to the forgotten city, you suddenly hear and see guns cocking and pointing at you. And you are surrounded by Nazis. We hate those guys. We do hate those guys. So you are at the entrance to the cave and uh, I've got this map flipped upside down. So North is at the bottom. South is at the top. Uh, your cars, your truck and your car are at the top of the map. Uh, at the bottom is another a troop vehicle that is the uh, Black Sun truck. It's uh, it's got a different exit out of there. 
you can see probably close to a dozen Black Sun troopers, uh, some of them with rifles and a couple of them with what look like uh, flamethrowers uh, with them. You also see two something, you know, for, for Blisco, this would be something right out of his adventure books. This looks like a tank that can walk. It's got big guns mounted on the sides of it. So these would be like uh, cannons essentially mounted to the sides of these things. It's got legs to where it can walk around in the desert and you can see through some very thick glass an operator on the inside. There are two of these uh, pointed directly at you with very, very big guns. One of the uh, people holding the flamethrower as you all run out um, of the cave kind of puts down a little barrage of flame. And instead of regular flame that shoots out this, when it ejects out, almost looks like a goopy slime. But the minute that it makes contact with air, it catches fire and illuminates the darkness with this emerald light. It splashes down into the ground in front of you. And instead of just setting the ground on fire, the ground not only is on fire, but the ground appears to kind of sink in and melt. Stepping up from the front of this is... I don't want to say that this is somebody that's familiar, but the costume is familiar. It is a person who is dressed all in leather, wearing a long leather coat and with the typical uh, Nazi leader uh, hat. But instead of seeing his face, it is encased in a leather mask. And all you see are two red lenses uh, where the eyes are. You don't see uh, a mouth or anything like that. The person is, is clad head to toe in this leather. Uh, he steps forward and says, We know you have the artifact. Uh, give it to us and you may go. Uh, Nazis. Yeah, I know, Sanjay. We hate these guys. <laughs> I will give you to the count of three. Eins. I, uh, maybe give it to him. Yeah, I, yeah I'll, I'll go over to Dr. Smith and say, Yep, we better give it to him and then take one of his masks. Okay. And hold it up. Okay. That is the mask? Yes. Bring it forward. Got any pineapples left, Sanjay? They're in the truck. I'll walk it forward. You get about halfway, and then you hear... Wait just a minute. And Valentino, right behind you, you hear a gun click. And the gun is put right to the back of your head. He has the mask in his pants. Oh. Do we hear any, like, snakes coming up from behind us? I mean, you can kind of hear something in the background. Ah, sweet. Please relieve our friend of the artifact. And you hear Sweet leans in with the gun still pressed against the back of your head. And she reaches around. You know, Valentino, you could join us. 
you could be very useful to the motherland. Can I headbutter with the rear of my head? I mean, yeah, there's a, I mean, you certainly can if you want. Uh, um, she's got a gun right to your head. So, I mean, uh, maybe duck and then kick back. <laughs> that is what you want to do. Yeah. Swat, swat the bullet with your head into her face. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you're going to need to roll, uh, you're going to have to, to roll your, uh, <laughs> your agility and fighting. All righty. I'm going to try this. Uh, I do have a fortune left. A single fortune. What are we on momentum? You have one momentum. I think I will go ahead and burn our last momentum and spend the fortune. Mark. And oh. That's how you start up a fight. So basically, yeah. yeah. Duck, kick back, tell everyone to run. <laughs> and All right. I will row this. All right. So agility and fighting. Agility plus fighting, D2. All right. Well, it just depends on how many successes you have, I suppose. Well, he already has two successes. Right. So he's rolling two more dice. Oh, hey, Ooh, two, two more, more successes. successes. Very good. Fragility. Yeah. All right. So uh, you uh, you kind of, as she's reaching around, her hands are right. Her hand is right as it's starting to reach down into uh, past your belt. And uh, she is, you know, it's a kind of an awkward position. You're fairly tall. She's fairly short. Uh, at that moment, uh, you can feel her body shift and you swing back and you headbutt her into her head, uh, sliding in the opposite direction of where the gun is pointed. The gun goes off and shoots off into the air. Uh, she stumbles backwards and falls prone. At that moment, all of the Nazis start shooting at you in a line in, in front of you, in front of you, uh, a Dutch who's way out in the front. Uh, as a sign of force that you should stop what you're doing now. The cannon raises his hand to the air and, and to order a ceasefire. That was not very smart, you. Now you can give us the mask, or you can die. Or maybe you give us a mask and we kill you anyway. Well, with an offer like that, uh, clear us a path, Doc! <laughs> Dark opens fire. All right. Uh, where are you shooting at and who are you shooting at? Uh, well, not us. So I'm shooting <laughs> at them guys. Uh, what is my You're going to have to pick a target. See this guy, Rachia? The cannon, yeah. That's the cannon. Mm -hmm. And then these are guys. Yep. I'm going to shoot at these guys and see if I can get them with that rangey thing and if there's some range that I can do. You know what I mean? Because like the weapon I mean, has a... you're shooting with a gun, so yes, that would be a ranged attack. But it has the, uh, what do you call it? Hang on. The effect where it can, uh, it has a, uh, an area effect. Okay. So, I'm going to shoot at that middle guy and see if I can get the other guys in the area of effect. Okay, you can try. And kill them all. All right. All right. So we have... Are you going to set, down, are you gonna set the, the, the hood down first? Oh, no. you're going to set that onto the ground? No, I'm going to put it on my head. You're going to put it on? <laughs> okay. I feel like that's the first you, thing that would happen. I mean, you, you put it on your, you put the, uh, the, the, um, mask on or the hood over your head. 
And at that instant, you feel something bite into your neck on both sides of your neck. (gasps) It is a searing pain. And the weird thing is, is the pain only lasts a moment because that is replaced by the pain of your body going through all sorts of contortions, twisting, turning. It feels like your guts are going to spill out in a liquefied mess. Oh, you hunch over and you start to feel your clothes getting tighter and tighter. Your pants rip. (laughs) Your flak jacket bursts apart and falls, so you no longer have a flak jacket. You stand up, and you are double your size. Wow. You are twice the size that you are. You have something called extreme brawn. Uh Mm-hmm. Uh, so extreme brawn basically gives you plus two to your brawn. It's a, it's a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not extreme brawn, extraordinary brawn. Mm-hmm. You are immune to pain and an immune to fear uh, ability. So if someone tries to scare you, that is what you have right now. Wow. So, so immune that to is fear, the end of your turn. But not immune to dying, just immune nope, to Nope, you're not immune to dying. You saw that with the snake. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That you took it from. But that is the end of your turn. Did I drop my gun? No, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Why do you ask? Because I might want to shoot somebody with it. Oh, did you not hear me say that you are twice the size that you were before? Your finger doesn't fit in the trigger hole. Ah, you're a bad person and you should feel that. No, I didn't say put the the hood on. I asked you what you were doing with it. Your fingers okay. are too big to work the triggers. I'm 11 you are, feet tall, though. Uh, no, you are uh, 10 feet tall. Okay. You are 10 feet tall. Uh, gravity would not allow you to be any taller than 10 feet tall. Oh, oh gravity. Right. Your body yeah, would not right. work. <laughs> the, inverse, the inverse in, square in law. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. right. Couldn't yeah, get that's enough that's oxygen to your cells. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Haven't you yeah, seen? What was, the, what was the name of the, the, that colossal man where the... Ending yeah. was his heart couldn't pump enough because the amazing uh, colossal man. Yeah, the amazing colossal man. There you go. It's just like that. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm I'm glad that we're taking this scientifically and not you know just winging it with magics. Yes. Yes. Uh, the cannon seeing this is momentarily startled, but uh, before uh, anyone else has a chance to react, he already has his hand in the air and he's holding a little tiny staff, uh, very similar to. Uh, the last time you saw a cannon uh, doing this, and he chants something, and then all of a sudden, this green mist spills out and covers the battlefield. The difficulty for any ranged attacks is now plus one. So if you're going to do any ranged attacks, you will need to do a plus uh, three instead of a plus two on all of these people. All right, who would like to go next? Uh, me. All right. What would you like to do? I'll jump the cannon. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go punch him in the face, I guess. Okay. Uh, and I'll take a momentum. All right. I will also use a momentum. You're going to rush across the field straight at the cannon. Mm-hmm. 
and then like football tackle him. Okay. Uh, two successes. Ooh, great. Uh, the cannon steps aside as you lunge at him and trips you and pushes you down into the dirt. Okay. He had more successes than you. Uh, he utters something else. And from the tip of his wand shoots a black ray. And you take one, two. Uh, you are snared. And you take two damage, one piercing. Okay. And you are down and he puts his foot on you. Again, I tell you to stop what you're doing and give us the gun, the mask. So one piercing, I have one armor. Does that mean that both get through? No, just the one gets through. It hurts. Uh, You can feel something like sear through your back at that moment. Uh, This gives Lizelle a chance to stand up and she points the gun again at you, Valentino, and says, I'm serious, Valentino. You give us a mask and I promise you that I will let you go. Can you say the same about all your comrades here? Yes, they are under my control. I have to rank them. She's going to try and persuade you. She has two successes, so I'm going to let you try and roll a... Um, I'm going to try to let you roll a, I guess, will plus resilience, just to see if you can can beat her on that. Uh, I'm going to roll against that. Okay. Still uh, back at one momentum. Mm-hmm. And you did use your fortune too, right? Yeah, I did use my last fortune. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to burn the momentum. All right. Uh, two successes. All right. So you tie. So you have a choice here. You can either um, move away or you can uh, give in. I'm going to say nuts to that and run. Okay. Where are you going to run to? Towards our uh, vehicles. Okay. All right, so you can probably move about halfway there, right to here. All right, Maybe more on the uh, <laughs> staying on the far side of the rock, if possible. Okay. Yeah, so can sure. I get through that? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll move you right there. Okay. Uh, this this soldier right here uh, fires at you. Okay. As you are trying to run across, uh, nope, he misses. It shoots <laughs> wide. All right, Blisco. <sighs> I have no idea. Um, I know, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you could try to talk uh, Valentino into surrendering. If I you. have a, do have a quick question on that front. Sure. Did we f- have any of the rest of us figured out and or discussed that uh, Valentino was the one? Yes. <laughs> it was mentioned. Yeah. Dutch almost put on the mask. And then it was given to Valentino because okay. he said he was the one. Okay. Well, I mean, Valentino says, well, I think I'm the one. Maybe I, was I should put I it was on. The one. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean that he's the one. Uh, that means that he put it on and he didn't explode or anything. Well, that, that, so is, that is true, he's too. He's the one enough for me. <laughs> he's the one, but he's not the only one. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to head towards Valentino. Okay. Right over to where Valentino is. Uh, I should still have the rifle available. Okay. 
and the guy that's close to us is the one who shot at him? Yes. I'm going to take a pop shot at the uh, leader dude. All right, at the cannon. Okay, this yeah. is the D3. We have no momentum. Um, sorry. Do I, Am I able to aim? Uh, look at your gun as long as it doesn't say inaccurate or, you know. Well, uh, no. Do I have the number of requisite? No, you can't because you moved. Okay, yeah, that's that's the thing I was asking about. Oh, okay, okay. Like, yes, my I, I can definitely aim down the rifle uh, if I didn't move. So, yeah, we'll still see if we can't get that uh, natural one in there. Because I'm assuming there's nobody I can shoot at who would be at a DR2 or difficulty 2. I mean, you can shoot, you can shoot at any of these guys, basically, are all in a medium range. Yeah, that but they're all in the fog. That's... They're all in the but they're all in the fog yep. because of the okay. cannon. So they're at a difficulty three. Yep. All right. So yeah, we're we're gonna attempt to shoot the cannon. Then since okay, he seems to be the one going to cause the most problems. All right. Ah darn. Uh, only one success. That's that's, uh, that's and then bad. like in the process of doing this, I'm gonna nudge Valentino. And it's like. Didn't you mention something about the one with the mask? I don't know that right now is the time to be talking to dead people. Aren't you the only one who can do that? Maybe? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess we can find out. At, uh, at that turn, the giant uh, mobile tank turns in both of your directions. And fires. Ah, Yeah. It's got a success and a complication. So uh, one of the guns fires and it lands right in front of you. Right here. Ah. About 10 feet in front of you. Uh, It is a it is a shell uh, with an area effect, but it missed you guys. uh, You know, missed you as the main target. You will each take three damage. There's no piercing or there is one piercing on this. Okay. So is that means it auto bypasses one armor? Uh, yes. Okay. So we each take two essentially Mm -hmm. since we're both flacked. Yep. I believe we're both flacked anyways. Yes. Yep. You guys are. All right. Uh, So, uh, Valentino, how you feeling? I mean, I'll down to like my arms and say, fine. Uh, pull out the mask and throw it at Giselle and yeah, Lizelle uh, walks over and picks it up and uh, she's like, I think, uh, I think I will let you live and that you will um, come with us, Valentino. Just as a assurance. Fine. Anybody else do anything else? The cannon holds up his hand and everybody sees, you know, ceases fire. Monty's like, I never should have trusted her. I told you guys not to trust her. You brought her along. Definitely a snake in the sand. No, that's what we left in the cave. (laughs) Oh, speaking of, at that very moment, Robert! (laughs) Thanks for reminding me there. Robert, or whoever. (laughs) Yes, Matthew? (laughs) Enemy my enemy, maybe? They've got the mask now. Well, they've got one of the masks now. <laughs> yeah. 
You might be in trouble. <laughs> might I? Bursting out from the cave are like 10 giant-sized snake men. And they're all wearing, of course, the same headpiece or headdress that, that Doc is now wearing. Wow. I look at them all and yell, get them! <laughs> they uh, look at you and uh, one of them just says, Topsiders! You have invaded our world. At this very moment, we declare war on all humans. And uh, uh, Lizelle is just uh, very casually with the gun pointed at uh, Valentino's head, marches him across the field, doesn't really care what the snake people are doing. All of the uh, Black Sun troopers all have their guns pointed at you and the snakes. They all uh, pile into this truck uh, marked at the north end of the uh, of the map and the walking tanks start to walk out. One of them kind of backwards, kind of pointed at you. Uh, they shove Valentino into the back of the truck and they exit and you are all there with a bunch of snake people <laughs> and no Valentino. All right, let's get out of here. Okay, how are you going to do that? Uh, run for the trucks. All right, everybody yeah. runs to the trucks, and you can see that, oh, your trucks. Um, Nazis yeah, aren't stupid enough to just uh, leave trucks unattended, uh, full of supplies. There's Your supplies are scattered all over the ground. Uh, looks like you've got a couple of flat tires. Mm. Uh, if anyone was to look at the back, your radio has been smashed. Uh, they, they were, uh, were going to definitely let you live but uh, they weren't going to let you give any chase to them. That's it. One of the big snakes steps out and, and points at Doc. You, how dare you wear our sacred garb? I don't know. <laughs> I think it goes well with my ensemble. He approaches you and, uh, and Monty is just like, no, this is bad. Uh, the snake man comes and approaches you and he punches you. Please roll a agility and fighting. <laughs> okay. This is bad. Now, did I get any uh, bonuses for being enormous? Nope. Just the hey, brawn. Not the to brawn. this roll. If you actually deal damage to it, you will get a bonus, probably. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Nice. Two successes. All right. It has three successes. Wow. It punches yeah. you, and you go flying back right into... The side of your truck. You leave kind of a dent. Well, Blisco can't be too happy about that. Yeah, the dent is probably the thing we need to focus on right now. Yeah. Eh, you know, Blisco likes his trucks. You can hear all the rest of the snake people kind of, <laughs> or more like, <laughs> and they form a semicircle behind the big guy. He kind Tell of looks down at you, Doc, and is like, get up. How about I give you your hat and we go our separate ways? It's too late. War has been declared. All right. I punch it back. All right. You may try and roll for it. Uh, one success. I suck at this. Oh, boy. Two successes. He punches you again. Oh, I didn't give you damage for the last, uh, for the first hit. <laughs> uh, take two damage. 
And now you said you lost this one. He hit. He had two successes. Mm-hmm. Matthew, what's your brawn right now with a plus two? Ten. Okay, so you actually get armor out of that. Oh, good. Uh, You'd you only take one. At least one armor. Let me double check. Uh, so ten or eleven. Yeah. Uh, I think it's two. Yep. Your character gains armor resistance based on their brawn. At ten or eleven, you you gain you get one. two armor. Oh, two armor. So okay. whatever armor you have from the flak plus two. He doesn't armor have a flak. Or... He doesn't have a flak jacket. Oh, because it broke it. So it broke. you you yeah you have two armor. Okay, so you take okay. no damage from the first hit. You okay. take uh, three damage from the. Uh, second hit, so only one of those would go through. So you're now at, from my record, seven stress left. Yes, that is correct. Anybody else want to do anything, or or is uh, is Matthew going to be, uh, is Doc going to be the punching bag for this giant snake man? Uh, are we in? Are we in rounds? Uh, yeah, technically we are. You are, but I don't. Again, so we'll just go in rounds. There, you're. There's a lot of snake people, so uh, at least. Uh, a bunch of them are giant snake people. Other snake people are slithering out. Okay. But the snake people seem content on watching their big guy beat up on, on Doc. Sanjay uh, jumps back into the back of the Jeep looking for his grenades. Ah, they took my grenades. You said it's night. Yeah. Although it's, it seems a little bit brighter than it was a moment ago. Yeah. And that could just be your eyes adjusting to the darkness. I guess we could try to run into the desert and hope that they're actually cold-blooded. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's okay. So why don't you go ahead and and so what are you going to need for that? that? Agility plus athletics. So why don't you try that, Rodrigo? Okay. Uh, one success. One success. Uh, you start to run up. So you run across, and here on the map, you would be running to, to the left. You start running east as you're trying to scramble up this uh, little cliffside that's there. It's very difficult for you to do. You can barely uh, make it up halfway before you kind of slide back down uh, to the bottom. A couple of the snake people uh, see that, and one of them raises its arm up to you. And you guys don't really, you kind of hear something, but you don't hear something. It sounds like a snake hiss, but it's not like a snake actually made a noise when it pointed its, its hand at you. And you just hear, and something shoots out at, at the Dutch and misses, um, like a projectile of some kind hits the rock right next to you. Jerks. Doc, you want to do anything? You want to try to punch him again? Should I rush him? That would be the same as a, you know, punching him. It's (laughs) the, uh, it's the agility and fighting. Can I get a bonus for a rush? No. I don't. Nope. A rush uh, is a movement action. Okay. So well, if you get to do double move. Crunch yeah, but he's, what rush he's is. not. Yeah, he's not at a far distance or anything. So there's really no way to fight our way out of this situation. I mean, there might be. Hmm. All right, I'll keep fighting. <clears throat> All right. Woohoo! I right, punch so it again. Yeah. Are we out okay. of momentum? I'm going to make us some momentum. That's, that's the I, spirit. I'm going to punch him for two successes. Scrap, pow! I'm going to hit him right in the face. 
So you may do, what is it, uh, 4D damage? Plus two for his brawn. Yeah, plus two for your brawn. I got awesome brawn. All right, so you strike him, and he uh, he falls back, and you hear uh, from his, uh, you hear all the other snakes that are standing around all of a sudden take a gasp. If a snake can't take a, a gasp, it's like a reverse hiss, like, <laughs> and you hear one of them, not Torg. And the snake that you punched, apparently his name is Torg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just hear him kind of sh- laugh a little bit. <laughs> and he kind of shakes his head. And he gets up, but he's a little wobbly as he gets back up onto his body. Because, again, they don't have legs. They have mm-hmm. snake bodies, but, you know, human arms. Right. And he stands up and he starts to rise up. And he's rising now a little bit taller than you. And just a little bit taller than you. And uh, he's he's using the full might of his snake body to rise up to a mighty position. And the minute that he stands up and looks down at you, he's easily a good five feet above you at this point. Doc, the sun peeks up over the eastern horizon, over the canyon, and the sun shines down into its face. And the glare catches it, and it's like, no, not raw. And all of the other snakes all suddenly start to panic. Ra has come. Ra has come. And they very all quickly run as fast as they can back into, into the cave. The war is not over. You hear one of them say, we will come back for you at night. Ra is my ally and will come for you. Okay, everybody is out of combat. Uh, do we have some way to repair the tires? Well, let's go. Why tires? don't you go and, and why don't you go and check out the the status of these vehicles? Sanjay will come over with you. All right. What am I rolling for this, or am I just checking things out? Oh, you're just checking things out. Uh, okay, look, uh, this is this is not good. They have flattened at least two tires on each of your vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be repaired. It looks like there is a hole in the radiator of your truck. The uh, gas, your extra gas has been dumped over and spilled all over the place. So you only have whatever gas is in your car. And there's probably some other. Tell you what, let's do it this way, Rob. You need to repair at least one of these vehicles. Right. I, you can't repair both of them. You're going to have to repair one of them. You need to get five successes. You need to tell me what um, what you are wanting to fix. And then I will let you roll your your mechanic and your, you know, your abilities that you have with your with your car. So uh, coordination plus engineering. You need to get five successes or uh, let me put it this way. You it will take two hours to do all the repairs necessary to one of these cars. So you're going to tell me what you're going to repair. And you're going to roll your coordination plus engineering. Um, You do have your bonus in uh, engineering. So you've got a range between one and four. Every time you hit a success, you will repair that, that thing that needs to be repaired. If you roll additional successes on top of that, you can reduce the time it takes to repair the one of the vehicles by 30 minutes. And you need to get a total of like five successes here. Now, anyone else can also lend assistance to you. 
Uh, so uh, anyone else who wants to lend assistance, you would only be able to roll one D20 in this case. Uh, you can use whatever attribute skill combination you want. If you get a success, that success will be added into Rob's total success. Does that make sense to everybody? Uh, yeah. Okay. So Rob, what is, what's the first thing that you want to try and fix? Uh, let's start with salvaging all the tires. Okay. So you're going to salvage all the tires. Is, would anybody like to assist Rob on this? Sure. All right. So Rodrigo, how are you going to assist uh, Blisco? Uh, how is Dutch going to assist Blisco? I'll shoot him. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Sorry. Where just looking at what him? I'm best at. Okay. Um, I will just help him get the tires, just like do the hard work or, of okay, getting so the tires off. And brawn and engineering. Then is that what you're at? Uh, or maybe uh, maybe it's brawn and vehicles. I guess is what it would probably be. Sure. Okay. So uh, you need to roll. Both of them are the same. Yeah. So you need to roll brawn plus vehicles. And, uh, okay. and so you only do one, one, uh, die one D 20 on that. And Rob, you need to do ooh, no, no successes. And so Rob, you need, uh, two D 20 with your, what do we say? Coordination and engineering or coordination and vehicles, I guess. Coordination, coordination and vehicles. And vehicles yes. Yeah, that actually gives you a much bigger range. That gives me one more. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for your critical success though, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it, it's, it much gives better. me one more. <laughs> yeah, actually, if if you if Rodrigo had had your coordination in vehicles, that would have been a success. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So rolling that. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, we're dead, guys. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, it is. It is. It is clear that. The truck tires are not salvageable at all. Sanjay is looking around and says, I think with just us, I think if we strip the Jeep down, we should all be able to get in. So now, Rob, you need to focus your attention on the Jeep. The Jeep has some damage to it, flat tires. It also looks like uh, the, the gas tanks have, haven't been drained, but the gas tanks have, you know, the extra gas has been scattered. You could try to siphon off gas uh, from the truck to fill up the, uh, the jerry cans. Uh, you can um, uh, siphon gas to fill up the, the tank of the Jeep. You can do anything that you need to rip out any extra stuff in the Jeep to make sure that it will accommodate uh, one, two, three, four, five full-size adults. Uh, well, you've also got Matthew, who's still standing around very, very large. <laughs> it's not going to accommodate him. So what would you like to do next, Rob? Uh, did they do anything to the engine? Uh, yeah, why don't you do a, a check on the engine and see if the engine is in tip-top shape? All right. 21. And if anybody would like to assist. Uh, Rob on that. That would that would be helpful. Anybody? No? Okay. I will so assist you, Rob. All right. What are you going to assist him with? Uh, he's looking at the engine, right? Yeah. They messed with it, so I'm going to uh, lift the hood, which no longer has a hood thing, using my 10-footness. Uh, okay. Well, with your incredible strength, you rip the hood off of the engine, uh, but we have to roll for it first. So 1d20. So keep it from over here. 
Yeah, exactly. So you need to roll a brawn plus um, athletics. Brawn plus athletics. Okay. And you're at a uh, 10 now, so you need 11. You need an 11. I need an 11. Uh, isn't yeah. your brawn temporarily at 10 because you're a giant? That's a good point. You are correct. I knew that. I was looking at that and I'm like trying to do the math in my head and you're saying numbers as I speak. Ah, da, 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 da. Oh, for God's sake. Oh man. Like I said, you rip the hood off of that. You don't know your own strength and that hood goes flying out into the <sighs> desert somewhere. This, this. You guys are not doing very good <laughs> at your successes, but the nice thing is Rob, uh, the nice thing now Blisco is that now that the Jeep doesn't have a hood on it, um, the light just pours, the sunlight is able to get to every corner of the engine. And sure enough, it looks like they've taken the distributor cap off of the off of the engine, and you are able to repair that. And because you had two successes, uh, you are able to repair that in lightning time. You now only need an hour and a half uh, to repair, I'm sorry, an hour to do all of the rest of the repairs. You only need three more successes. What are you going to repair next? Uh, let's see if we can't siphon as much gasoline as we possibly can all right you can go for it does anybody want to help um man how's the right way to say this anybody want to help uh blisco suck the hose uh full of gasoline into the car uh sure okay uh man do what are you going to roll for that what, what are you going to do to assist uh i will remember all of my uh classes on fluid dynamics okay. and I guess I will do, uh, recent in academia which is the same number that i've been rolling yeah so just roll one one die and uh rob two one success all right so one success gets added to your total rob oh boy let's do this two more successes so that's three uh, successes three. for that one uh, that's three su- oh no well, no that's, that's four, four successes <laughs> yeah so four successes so you guys get three momentum back and uh, because that is, uh, was that right? Yeah, I think you guys should have four momentum now. You uh, realize that really it was the distributor cap was the only thing, and, and one of the tires was the only thing that they did to the Jeep. Uh, the Jeep looks like it's up and running. You fixed the Jeep, and you're ready to uh, to do whatever you guys need to do next. What are you going to do next? Did the Nazis have enough vehicles for all of those soldiers or any of them moving on foot no all of the soldiers can all fit into the transport vehicle the only thing that would be technically moving on foot are the giant mobile tanks the things that look like ed 209 okay uh were those things uh would you say fast they can they can roll pretty fast a tank goes fairly quickly even across the desert so this thing's going at least 30 miles an hour okay well, Dr. Smith, uh, our priority is to rescue. Yeah, yeah, we need to get the mask back and get Valentino back. Get in. And Sanjay hops in the driver's seat. Monty's in the back. Um, who's sitting Who's sitting in the proverbial shotgun seat? I'll take shotgun. All right. Blisco, where are you going to sit? Oh, uh, wherever there's space. <laughs> uh, how about I'm... How about you uh, tap Sanjay on the shoulder and say, maybe I should drive? Okay. Like, hey, kid. <laughs> and then Sanjay kind of looks back at, at uh, Dr. Smith and Monty just kind of nods his head like, yeah, let him let him drive. And Sanjay looks a little sad and he climbs in the back. Um, What about you, Doc? 
I suppose I'm going to have to see what happens when I take off this hat. Are you going to take off the hat? Okay, you take off the hat. I'm going to take off the hat. Okay, so you lose all your your brawn and your uh, invulnerability to or immune to pain and fear attacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you suddenly feel like, remember how it felt like there were two snakes biting you in the neck before and it was pumping you through a full of poison? This Mm -hmm. time the poison does feel like it is poisoning your body. And you take, Ugh. you take four physical stress. Okay. So that will, so you don't have any armor now because uh, your temporary brawn is gone. God. So that will take you down to three. Okay. And you are drained and you are drained for two. So what does drained mean? It That's means uh, it's the equivalent of being uh, essentially fatigued in this case. So, um, in your, on your character sheet, you have your stress track, right? And the way we've been doing it is for all of the stress you have, we leave those squares open. And then I think there's what, 12, 12 boxes total. And so you cross out the ones that don't apply to you. Mm -hmm. So now you need to fill in two more of those boxes for your total, uh, stress track. So essentially you have gone from a total stress of 10 to now you only have eight stress. Total? Only eight stress total remaining. And how many points did I take from? Uh, Four. And I don't have any armor to offset any of that. Mm -mm. Oh boy. So what are you down for your total stress remaining? Uh, I have one. Okay. When we block out the two. Yep. When when you block out the two, make sure you block it out with a yeah. That's different put like a put thing. a D or something on there because this is a temporary yeah. effect that yeah. can go away. Right. Got a big red D. <laughs> you got a big red D. A big red F. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oy. All right. Uh, so uh, Doc, you know, just withers. I mean, the minute he takes it off his body just withers down to, to almost nothing. You feel a great deal of pain in this. You are physically exhausted after wearing that, that, that hood and fighting a giant snake monster. It was a cool snake fight, uh, Matthew, but, uh, it took a lot out of you. You are super weak. You can barely pull yourself into the back of the Jeep and you kind of curl up down on the kind of the floor part of the, the back of that, that Jeep. I don't Just suppose I'm so... able to do any medicine on myself. <laughs> uh, well, what kind of medicine would you do? Because you only have taken physical damage. Right. Uh, and it's all kind of internal from the serum that this, this hood has. Right. And you are drained, which is one of those things where you need to take like an extended rest in order to clear that off. Okay. Um, so, um, if you, uh, Uh, I have the ability to stabilize, I have the ability to revive. Yeah. So you're not, so you're not technically poisoned. If you were poisoned, then you would have an ongoing effect of, uh, losing, you know, uh, stress points every couple of minutes, at which point Mm -hmm. a stabilize or a first aid would be really, really good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, at this point though, there's not much, not much you can do. Okay. Um, so then I will attempt to go into a healing coma. 
Okay. You're going to take a, you're going to take a nap. So let me ask you guys this. Oh, well, let me specifically ask doc this doc. You lost the flak jacket, so you're not going to have the flak jacket. Are you going to mm-hmm. go back and pick up your, your gun now that you're normal size? I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, then I will. Okay. So make sure you put that back into your inventory. And then, um, are you going to keep the hood or no? (laughs) Uh, do I still have like any type of carrying capacity, like a backpack or a rucksack? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you can find a bag scattered there on the ground from where the Nazis tore through your, through your truck. So yeah, you can find a bag to pick up. And I think I'm going to hang on to it. I'm not necessarily going to obviously use it, but I think it's the kind of thing that maybe uh, Section M might want to look at. Okay, so you uh, find a find a somewhat torn up, beat up bag that has been uh, gone through. Looks like your private belongings have been trashed by these evil Black Sun Nazis. Yes. Uh, you're able to pick up any little belongings that you may have had, uh, any personal possessions, and you stuff that and the the hood into your bag and you slowly climb in and kind of collapse at the seat of the, uh, uh, not the seat, but on the floor of uh, the bed of the back of the Jeep, uh, Monty and Sanjay on either side of you, uh, Dutch is in the passenger side and Blisco is driving. Uh, you're going to try to, you're going to try to head out after the Nazis. Yeah. All right. Plan. Let's see what's going on in the Nazi truck. Valentino, you are kind of sitting there, you're kind of on the edge of uh, the back of the of the truck. Uh, Lizelle is sitting across from you and the cannon is standing looking down at her and she's just staring at this mask. And she's like, oh, this is so wonderful. Ah, with this, we will be able to very quickly find the rest of the artifacts. I know where at least two others are. Or three. What do we say? Three is what you guys had. Three. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. three is correct. I know yeah. where the, I know where at least three more might will be. This is a good day for us. Yeah, sweet. This is very good. The Fiera will be most happy with you. Yeah. How's, how does it work? He put the mask on his face and he said he was able to talk with spirits. And she, you can just see in her eyes. She's just like, ah. She's just mad with power. Valentina, are you going to do or say anything? No, just going to be sit there and be scally. <laughs> she raises the mask up and she puts it on her face. And in about five seconds, you just hear her scream at the top of her voice. She is in so much pain. The cannon runs, you know, reaches out to her, pulls the mask across uh, off of her face and flings it across the, the bed of the truck. It's going to kind of rest right by your feet. And Lizelle is just holding her face and screaming in pain. She curls down onto the floor. All of the soldiers in the truck have no idea what's going on. They all have their guns pointed and they don't know what's going on. And uh, Lizelle is just screaming in, in, in pain. And the cannon is like, sweet, sweet, please tell me what is wrong. What is wrong? Is this an enclosed... No, it's one of those uh, transport trucks, you know, that uh, is open in the back. And you're sitting right on the bench, right at the edge of the. Of the back of the truck. Jump to the ground. Is there, yeah. <laughs> is there another vehicle behind this one? No, but you can kind of see probably at a um, running alongside the truck are the two. 
mobile tanks, okay. robot tanks. Yeah, I think I'm going to basically grab the mask and leap out. All right, rolling. so you're going to need to do a coordination plus... It's going to hurt. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, let's do an agility. An agility plus... Uh, you have no athletics. Oh, <laughs> so it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a good thing you guys have four momentum, though. Yeah, you only need one um, success for agility plus athletics to leap from the back of the truck. Of it. <laughs> All right, go for it. Does that give you five? Uh, give that'd five give dice. four dice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Only one right. success. You have, you have and one, one success and one complication. All right. So as you, you grab the mask and you leap from the back of the truck, it all happens so quickly that no one knows what's going on. You hear the, you know, Lizelle is just out of it. She's just screaming in pain. Uh, you, uh, the cannon says, stop the truck. And uh, just because of all the noise and everything that's going on, a couple, one soldier uh, tries to take a shot at you and he hits you in, in the shoulder. Uh, please right. take three. You've got a flak jacket still on. So you need to take three uh, physical damage. Oh, dang. Uh, <laughs> I got what one. What are you at? Oh, no, <laughs> but your flak, your flak, no, no, no. Your flak jacket uh, absorbs two of those. So you should have oh, two, two of those. Yeah, right. Because then your flak jacket is two or two. Yeah, flak jackets yeah. are two. Yeah, so you have uh, two. You only uh, took one of those uh, damage. Okay. So it, it hits you in the shoulder, and you go running down. Uh, you go rolling down a sand dune. In the meantime, the truck is slowing as much as it can. the The robot tanks uh, keep moving quite a bit ahead. It takes them a little bit longer to slow down, but eventually they are going to slow down. Uh, the troops are all getting out of the out of the uh, truck, and they are going to begin a search for you. I need, and so the sand dunes are rolling up and down and up and down, and there's little rocky outcroppings everywhere. Brian, I'm going to need you. You're all alone, Valentino. You are all alone in the desert, and you need to get away from these Black Sun troopers and this convoy. They're going to be searching for you. You're going to need four successes in order to successfully escape. Oh boy. So you're going to need to tell me how you, you know, what you do. Um, I'm, I'm going to be nice. This is only going to be D ones for you. Just <laughs> like we did with Blisco D ones. You're going to tell me what you're going to do and what your, uh, uh, attributes and skills are. And then you need to roll your die and you just need four successes, uh, total eventually but as we saw before when you when you fail some bad things could happen quickest thing i'm gonna do is try to find uh basically a downhill path okay that hopefully is winding you know around dunes and rocky outcroppings so i can just try to get as much distance between me and them uh, as soon yeah. as possible what are you gonna do what are you gonna uh, roll can I try an insight and observation to try to That's find what I was thinking path? you were going to do. So yes, okay. please roll it. All right. And I will go ahead and steal yet again, the last momentum. Okay. To try to cook this as quick as I can, hopefully. Uh, so here goes uh, two successes, two successes. Okay. So what, uh, let's double check. Observation is five. Uh, you got no five on that too. Okay. So very good. Yeah. You got two successes. 
you only needed to get uh, the one success for each one of your attempts. So I'm going to give you that momentum back. Um, but now you only need two more successes. So, yes, you are able to find kind of a, a, a downhill path that leads you to a kind of a, a rocky outcrop. Uh, the You can peer back and you can see the sun is by this point is really getting high in the air. It's been two hours uh, the heat is really uh, coming up. The the heat waves, the convection currents are rising. So it does make it hard to see things at the ground. Uh, the black sun has spread out and they're kind of looking, looking, looking. Um, one of them picks up a part from the mechanical uh, moving t- tank. Ah, oh, look, sir, droids. Um, <laughs> and, and the cannon is like, do not kill him. We want him alive. And you can just hear Lazelle in the distance just screaming uh, in pain. Uh, well, I'm gonna. Am see I the it. only one who thinks good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I'm gonna try to see if I can find any sort of like crack or crevice in these rocky outcroppings. So maybe I can probably. hide in and maybe I think wait you probably out. Want to, I think you probably. I don't think you want to wait them out because I think okay. that they're going to want to look for you. So I would think that you would want to try to move away as you can, as right, you know, quickly as you can. And certainly there are, you know, other rocky outcrops uh, moving away from, from these guys. If you go down another hill, there may be, you know, another little Canyon that, that you might be able to get away from. Yeah. Canyon sounds like what I need right now. Okay. With some cover both from them and the sun. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you have a mask and a flak jacket, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to try to book it to the canyon. Okay. And hopefully do it before anyone notices. All did right. You already, did you already take off your flak jacket? No, I have not. Uh, um, yeah, I probably... Yeah, you can uh, leave it on for now. Yeah. Um, You are a little slowed. If If you were to leave it on beyond the scene, then it would cause you a fatigue but for now i'm gonna let you leave it on until you either escape or not escape okay so well actually could i perhaps do uh try to stealth to the canyon without no one noticing yeah sure stealth plus mm-hmm. what let's see agility i think is the oh yeah most applicable you know yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> all right i guess the other the only other thing that i could say that you might consider but i don't know if it's going to be any different might be um will plus survival but you don't have anything in survival don't have anything in survival so yeah yep so go ahead try it yep Uh, you have one momentum still yeah i'll use it okay so here goes oh uh two successes and a complication all right two successes and a complication that is enough and you now have a total of four successes between those, those two, plus you get a momentum back. You are able to uh, see that this up, outcropping that you're currently behind um, about 50 feet away is another outcropping that you, you can probably make it to. You make sure that none of the black sun are uh, in your sight and you run as fast as you can uh, over to the next outcropping. When you get to that next outcropping, you see that it drops down into a canyon and the canyon runs for quite some distance uh, back towards the south. So, you know, you lower yourself down into that. As you get to the bottom of the canyon, you twist your ankle on uh, on a loose rock and you take one physical damage. 
Okay, that would uh, fill. What? Nope, I got one more then. Got one more then. Very good. Uh, uh, so that's your complication, and you are able to start hobbling to the south. You notice uh, you occasionally will hear some shouting in German, but every time you look around, you don't see anybody. And after a while, after about an hour, you don't hear any more sounds. They've gotten quieter and quieter the more you've moved south in this, in this canyon until you're pretty sure you feel pretty confident that you can come out of the, of the canyon and f- try to figure out where you are at. Okay. Yeah. They'll probably ditch the flak jacket somewhere in the canyon. Okay. Uh, cover it with sand just in, so. Okay. Hopefully All I right. don't leave a trail and. All right. Uh, you have a, you have a mask and nothing else. Uh, yeah. You had to leave your gun behind. And when you pop your head out from under the canyon, um, you don't, you don't see anything. You don't, you don't see any sign of the, of the Germans. And no other like approaching dust clouds on the horizon or anything. Uh, not, not yet. Why don't we go back into the Jeep <laughs> and, and Blisco, what, what are your, what are your concerns? How are you going to try and track down this uh, caravan of, of Nazis? You don't know that, that uh, Valentino has escaped. So what are you going to do? Uh, I was going to double check to see if we could salvage any of the uh, weapons off of the. Uh, oh, uh, you how many of the weapons anything. were? You can get destroyed. one of the weapons. Yeah, the other the other ones you're not going to be able to to take off. But the ammunition was pretty clear that a lot of it was gone anyway mm-hmm. or scattered, and you don't want to use a bullet that's fallen into the sand anyway. So, um, yeah, you 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 don't really have any of the weapons from from the truck. Okay. We uh, they headed north, right? Yep, like, they were heading north. Probably and we're in you know, a pretty it, bad canyon. Uh, yeah, you're back out of the canyon. That that canyon that you guys were in was basically where the entrance of the Forbidden City is. So as you're driving north, you can probably make a good educated guess that they are trying to head back to the uh, fake dig site. Remember, they were digging in the yeah. wrong place. Um, so um, you can imagine that's probably where they're headed. So you can head in that general direction, but what are you going to do to try to keep a lookout or what are you going to do with any of your abilities or your talents to uh, see where those Nazis might have gotten to? What does your off-road talent do? It makes using a vehicle off-road slightly easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about, what? okay, what is, uh, <laughs> like, what is born to drive? Does, does that do anything? Uh, it makes my difficulty checks while operating a vehicle easier. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, roll one d twenty for me. We've done this multiple times before. Yeah. Five. Five. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Uh, so yes, you start driving uh, uh, north as fast as you can. It's a little tough because it is crowded. Uh, you you quickly get out of the canyon where the entrance to the Forbidden City was. There's a rah, and you start driving north like just a crazy man. You are needing to find your friend and catch up to the Nazis as quick as possible. Everybody in the jeep. Uh, except for Doc, who's just laid out and just tired, all have whatever guns they have, whether it's a handgun or a rifle or whatever it is, they have those, but they don't have any heavy weapons. So if you do run across the uh, the, the mobile tanks, the walking tanks, uh, you're probably going to be into some trouble there. But it seems like everybody has a very set de- determination that no matter what, they are they're all in this to rescue their friend. It's about... 30 minutes into 
your drive. You've already, you know, the sun is beating down. You, you were able to get everything done in an hour with the repairs, but now the sun is up and it is, it's hot. Um, the heat waves are coming off the, off the ground. And every once in a while, it looks like there's a lake of water, uh, out to your, to your left or to your right. But as you start to drive towards that, you realize, ah, this is just a mirage created by the heat couple of times it looks like there are some big birds circling in the sky but again it could probably just be a mirage and then it looks like looks like there's a person walking uh towards you i think he's waving his hands gonna elbow whoever's sitting next to me you see that dutch ow what oh uh who is that Monty um, pulls out a pair of binoculars and hands them to you. I'll look at the binoculars. And you can see it. Sure enough, it looks like Valentino. He's stumbling along, but that's Valentino. Oh, hey, it's Valentino. Hard turn towards him. Okay. Faster. <laughs> takes, you, takes you about a minute to, to get to it, and you pull up alongside, and there is a very sweaty, exhausted, somewhat bleeding Valentino holding a mask. All right. Yeah, long enough. Yeah, get on. Uh, <laughs> once we get you hydrated, you can tell us all, all about how you got away. Yeah. I'll <laughs> hand them whatever water we have left. Okay. It's not a whole lot. Yeah. That's the one uh, thing that, uh, that you weren't able to recoup because whatever water was in your canteens, that's all you would have left. I assume they know you got away. Yeah. Probably turn around and go the other way. Like, where are we? <laughs> uh, Seriously. Monty looks around. Monty looks around. Uh, he, he pulls out a compass and a map, and he and Sanjay kind of, they would be on the hood of the Jeep, but there's no hood on the Jeep. Uh, they're looking at their map and their compass and everything. They're kind of discussing back and forth. Uh, Sanjay looks at his watch, looks at the sun. They, consult again we are probably about two hours from the oasis that we stayed at the night before okay are we and then from there yeah he looks we could stop and get we can stop and get some water but i think our best bet is to just hightail it as fast as we can back to cairo back to cairo so we're not closer to like damascus or anything at this point no, uh uh-uh. Okay. Sounds good to me. Do? Okay, so you guys all pile in. It is very crowded. It's not comfortable. Uh, Doc is, you know, comes in and out of consciousness just because is, of his physical exhaustion. Is I'm guessing the front seats are not like... No, the front seats are bucket across. seats. Okay. Yeah, so they're they're bucket seats. Uh, the back is really, it's going to be kind of crowded back there. Sanjay kind of sits, uh, he can sit kind of in between you and um, Blisco. It's not a comfortable kind of seat because you've got the the gear shift right there, but he's small enough and young enough that he can still kind of uh, be the uncomfortable one in this. Uh, Monty is keeping an eye out, and you see him a couple of times as you guys are heading east. A couple of times he keeps looking back over his shoulder at something. Hey, uh, let's go pull over for just a second. Why? I, j- I need to. I need the. Check something out with the binoculars. Sure. Okay, so you pull down. He stands up and he starts scanning the horizon 
with his binoculars. And if, if everybody looks, if everybody can give me an observation, uh, plus, um, insight D one, let's go. Some sand blows into your eye. You had a complication. So ouch, that hurts. I'm rolling with garbage tonight. <laughs> we all are. Anybody else going to roll or just Blisco? All right. Two successes I, from, from Dutch. Cognizant enough to. I mean, you can, you, you are, you still have one life. You, you're in, you're in a lot of hurt. Uh, uh, uh two successes. Very good. But that is the worst part. The worst part is that the dinging noise that doc and, um, Valentino are making cause they're at one life. <laughs> Yeah. Sync up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like offbeat from each other. That's the worst part. <laughs> if any of you actually speak Greek, Doc seems to be doing some sort of weird beat poetry. Okay, so uh, Dutch, oh, yeah, you interval, so they phase in and out of sequence. There you go. <laughs> uh, when when the jeep finally stops and Monty is looking through the uh, binoculars, you can kind of see this long brown smudge along the horizon. And Valentino, you can kind of, as you kind of lift yourself up and peer over the back of the Jeep, you can also see this brown smudge on the horizon. Monty says, yeah, that's a sandstorm. We need to hurry. If we go flat out and if we can navigate all of this terrain and if we just drive as fast as we can, we should be able to stay ahead of it, but it's going to be close. And this is... This is a big sandstorm. This looks bad. And you guys can all, when he, as soon as, as soon as he says, this looks bad, you can kind of feel a, the breeze pick up a little bit. It's a, the breeze is nice, but it's also a hot breeze. If you've ever lived in the desert or if you've ever lived in a place that gets really hot. And even if though the, when if the you've ever lived blows, in Kansas during the summer, <laughs> <laughs> anybody No, anybody? Yeah, no, no, actually this summer has been relatively cool. Uh, okay. I think the high has been 90, uh, but most days in June and july have been cloudy and rainy so but yes it is that it is that blast furnace heat that you feel uh coming at you and blisco you guys just decide that yes it is time to haul bucket so here's what needs to happen you guys have three momentum and three fortune left between all of you I have two thirds of our fortune. Yes, you do. And I have the other third. <laughs> you have the other third. Oh no. <laughs> Blisco, you're going to need to drive all night, man. I don't know what that, what does that power give you? Uh, I use vehicles night. instead of resilience uh, for any skill tests, resist fatigue from exhaustion or sleep deprivation. Very good. You're going to need that right now. And uh, probably a fortune and all of your momentum. Uh, I need you to, to do, uh, what is that? A what would that be? Agility or coordination, or what would that be? Reason? Uh, I think probably agility, right? For, Plus vehicles for your drive all night, so that you can just stay awake and put the pedal to the metal. Would it be agility? You tell me. <laughs> so it would either be something like brawn and and resilience which you would then get to swap out for vehicles yeah for vehicles or it would just be a driving test which would be like coordination and vehicles yeah Yeah. so which one you want to use 
I mean, I would clearly rather use coordination and vehicles. All right, but... I'll let you use coordination and vehicles. Here's the thing. You're going to need four successes. <laughs> and it's on one roll. Okay. Uh, a fortune gives me an automatic success. Gives you two successes. Fortune yeah. gives me two successes automatically. Because yeah. you get to set the die to a one. Ah. Uh, we'll I... spend a fortune. Okay. Assist with this. Yep, hold on. Let's let's see what he's doing so we can make sure that we're going to do this right. Uh, so you're going to use you're going to spend one of your fortune to have an auto one. Uh, okay. I'll spend a momentum to roll no, auto two. two. Oh, oh, you mean an automatic one? An automatic on one on the roll. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Spend. You can spend all the momentum. Hold on. You could roll with three momentum. You could roll two additional dice in addition to the one that you're going to roll right now. So that would let you roll uh, three dice. Would I be able to use my born to drive on this? Yes. Uh, when attempting a vehicle skill best test to operate a vehicle with a difficulty of three or higher, uh-huh. spend up to three momentum to reduce the difficulty by one, two, or three. Okay. The so you're going to reduce it to... Yeah. Uh, the complication range also increases by the same amount. Okay. And if memory serves, focus makes complication range also wider? Yes. All right. Because if you're reducing the difficulty to one, right? I, I can spend one, two, or three. I was, I was wanting to hash out the mechanics before I that's decided to, how much momentum I spent. That's what I'm trying to. Because if you spend all three momentum, that would that, reduce that difficulty to one, D1. Right. If it increases the difficulty by that same amount, it's not going to decrease the difficulty when you take it to a D1. That's going to take that to a 15. That's that's that's, that's right? what I was trying to figure but, out. Yeah, yeah but it wouldn't. But it wouldn't matter because if you decrease the difficulty to one, you already have two successes. If you spend that fortune, yeah, which means I would just have to roll the one die, and that might be a complication. Well, yes, and I could potentially could help assist. with that. Yeah, how are you going <laughs> to assist? Uh, basically, kind of navigate point. Uh, try to spot places where. Uh, it's rockier, less sandy areas, so we're not spinning out so bad. And, okay, how are you going to do that? What are you going to use to do that? Uh, observation and uh, what was this skill called? Uh, hold on. Yeah, uh, uh, academia, uh, or was it engineering? Sorry, uh, insight and observation. Yeah, insight and observation. Is that the one that has your... Yeah, go ahead. Roll uh, insight and observation. 1D on that, Brian. All right. All right. Uh, one success. So you guys success. now have three successes. And uh, I also have the advisor talent. Uh, select a single skill observation. Whenever you assist an ally you, you and you use that skill, the ally you assist may re-roll a single D20 on their dice pool. Okay, <laughs> cool. All, All right. right. All right. So, Rob, you only need to basically you guys have succeeded, right? Uh, because you lowered the difficulty to one, you have one die to roll. Yes. Uh, can I instead lower the difficulty to two since spending the sure. fortune gives me two successes? Sure. If that way want. it's not a 15 to 20 is a. Okay. Or that way. So that puts, so it was eight or it was 17 to 16, 15. So now it would be 20. 15 to 20 would be a complication, right? Oh yes. Uh, should be back to three because you didn't spend yeah. all, all of them. Okay. So, yeah, it's yeah. fifteen. So when I when I do this, it just increases my diff or my complication right. range without. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you've already succeeded. 
So, so roll hey, the one. One more success. One more success. All right. So you guys get two momentum back. Congratulations. All of that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one okay. turn. So, <laughs> so shouldn't that put us no, at three momentum? Because that's where still, we're to still start shorter with. than yours, Matthew. Hey. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. No, oh yes, uh, should be back to three because you didn't spend yeah. all all of them. You are able to make a very quick stop at the oasis to get any water that you need, but it is literally fill up your fill up your canteens, get back in, and drive. And you drive nonstop. And fortunately, you have just enough gas to where you uh, only have to fill up once. You fill up one of the canisters that you brought uh, that you took from the other site, uh, you are able to drive nonstop across the desert. Uh, it's difficult for you, Blisco. It really is. It, you are going to be two days awake, but thanks to Valentino's uh, help, uh, he's able to point out where it looks like there are more solid patches of ground so that you're able to go max speed on this vehicle. The truck was really the thing that was slowing you down. You guys are able to go, man, almost to speeds of 50 miles an hour. Uh, across the desert in, in this Jeep. And you are able to make it back to Cairo just ahead of this giant sandstorm that is about to hit the region. Where are you guys going to go when you get back to Cairo? The airport now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> How far is the uh, hotel or... Oh, you can make, yeah, if that's where you guys want to go, that's, that's no problem. You, as you drive through the city, there are some things that you notice. Yes, there are some people that are preparing for the storm. There are some people that are closing shutters and everything. But the thing that you notice that is really odd is that there seem to be a lot less people on the street. Like the streets seem surprisingly deserted, even though there's a storm approaching. The streets are not packed like they were before. There's not as many people going to the market. There's not as many people at the shops. The number of shops uh, seem to be fewer than there were before. When people walk by your Jeep, if anybody accidentally makes eye contact with any of you, they quickly shield their eyes and, and move away as quickly as possible. Is very strange. The uh, there is uh, debris blowing through the city. You know, trash is blowing around. At one point, a large piece of paper blows up against the windshield of of the jeep. And if anybody pulls off that sheet of paper, which I'm guessing Dutch does, sure. it's a poster for the Great NATO. And then the wind catches it and blows it away down the street. You get to the Cafe of Kings. And at this time, it, it feels like the, the front end of this giant, massive sandstorm hits the city. And you are able to get inside the cafe and you have to push a little hard to close the door, but the door does close. And you're in the cafe. And the, even the cafe is barely a quarter full. This is a place that people would go to, to drink, obviously. This was a place where people would go and plot and scheme and do dealings. But it's mostly empty. Uh, let me see about 
some more rooms because I don't know if we had rooms still here. Yeah, it's been almost two weeks since you guys have been here. Yeah. Um, you see Jack at the end of the bar. Hey, Jack. Ah, welcome back. Thanks. Has been gone for a while. You look. Uh, he looks at all of you. Has looked like you've seen some action. Yeah, we're a little worse for wear. Um, you need a doctor or something? Hey guys, do we need a doctor? Mm. I mean, I feel like that can wait till tomorrow. Yeah, it's not urgent. Um, and uh, right. by tomorrow, our doctor might be back on uh, back on his feet. But uh, this is doctor. This is yeah, doctor. Yeah, we. Yeah. You're not drunk. You're tired. Uh, I like cheese. We need some rooms and some. Oh, feta, I, have... I guess. I've got plenty of rooms and plenty of food. Um, oddest thing about uh, the night of the full moon. It's like a fifth of the population of the city just disappeared. This would have been a week and a half ago. What does this happen every full moon? No, everyone is very upset about this. Everyone has no idea what happened. There's at least a couple of reports where, uh, people were walking out into the desert almost as if they were in a trance, but I would a fifth of the population of Cairo just wander out into the desert, never to be seen again. It's, it's strange. People are definitely, definitely very nervous. People are talking magic mumbo jumbo and superstitious nonsense. And okay. Well, how, how much of like the, how much of like the British, garrison walked out into the desert oh so it probably it's basically an equal amount so okay it's not like one was more than the other it's a very equal distribution rich poor you know british non-british natives just wandered out into the desert what we hear well i guess those of us that are still here should be thankful and weary Jack just kind of gives you a like you're not concerned about this kind of look and it's like uh-huh alright well uh, here here are your keys it just happens to be the same rooms that you guys were in before sure thanks for staying at the Cafe of Kings yep alright guys let's uh, take a rest and we'll come back and get some food yeah, at this point, you can yeah. just really hear the storm starting to batter the city of Cairo. Yeah. The wind is just howling. For those of you that lived in super windy areas, you know the sound of a of a howling wind and mix that in. Especially, you know, lately, we've had a lot more sandstorms and stuff. So uh, even if you haven't been in a major haboob here in the United States, maybe you've been in a sandstorm somewhere else. Uh, but uh, you know how that is as well. Uh, the lights flicker in your in your rooms uh the shutters are banging uh and rattling in in their in their frame as you each take your rooms monty and sanjay are in another room uh all up on the second floor you all take a rest and then it is the next morning the wind howls all, all night and into the next day how much are you gonna... does the rest clear uh, so uh, you may clear all of your stress. Oh, thank goodness. You may go back <laughs> to full on your stress. 
Uh, if you are fatigued, you need at least another day of rest before you can uh, get rid of that. So, Matthew, you're still at eight. I'm still drained or fatigued. So I've yep, got you're still, two blocks you're still drained. Yep. Okay. Was I fatigued? But everybody else, no. Okay. You were you were lucky and uh, were able to, to use that. your abilities. <laughs> you didn't put an ancient artifact on your head in a moment of uh, thoughtless foolishness. I mean, maybe it wasn't foolishness. What would have happened if you weren't wearing that yeah, we got uh, headdress whenever the giant snake people attacked you? Uh, okay, so it is the next day. Uh, everybody gets a good night's sleep. Doc, you're able to patch up anybody that needs any patching. Uh, certainly Valentino has a bullet wound that needs to be addressed. Uh, any cuts or scrapes from your, your fighting with the snake? What are you guys going to do? You guys all downstairs now? Are you using the phone to call anybody? Are you meeting with you trying to meet with anybody? Uh, yeah, are the phones working? Yeah, the phones are working, but they kind of they may be intermittent service, but it doesn't feel like the lines are overly crowded, right? It's like oh, open lines for everyone. Okay. Uh, I will call section M. All right, ring ring. May I direct your call? Uh, yes. Um, oh, heck, I got nothing. Franklin wanted a turkey. <laughs> One moment. And then, uh, the phone rings, ring, 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 ring. And then it picks up and you hear a, a woman's voice. Hello. The brigadier's office. Uh, yes. May I speak with the brigadier, please? May I ask who's calling? Uh, this is Dutch. Is he expecting your call? I think so. Oh, you mean today specifically? No. One moment. Oh, hello, Dutch. Hello, Brigadier. Uh, how goes the Egyptian campaign? Well, uh, we've got one of the items. Uh, yes, yes. That's great. Great news. We're We're trying to get out of Cairo, but there's a sandstorm on. Mm. So oh, I don't know how nasty. successful I don't know how successful we'll be at that uh, today or tomorrow. Okay, um, are you coming back to uh, to Paris? I don't think so. I think we're going to try to go straight for another lead. Oh, already, very good. Where are you headed? Uh, we're heading to Italy. Hmm, Italy. Ah, well, uh, that Mussolini uh, is giving uh, people trouble as well. Need to be very it careful there. Yeah, we understand, but we're, he's hopefully not looking for us specifically. So, uh, then again, we've found not Nazis everywhere we've gone up until now. So who knows? They are creeping across the planet. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, we, um, oh yeah. Uh, let me give you the, uh, coordinates of a blue crystal mine we found. Oh, excellent. Uh, we've heard. We're getting reports that they are using these not only to power their electric weapons, but they appear to be turning them into bullets as well. Oh, great. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give them the, the coordinates of that. We set that camp that was outside of that mine on fire. So I don't know what its status is now, but just so you know, it's there. 
Okay, well, it will probably, um, Badger was able to come back from, uh, trying to, uh, go to that one camp that you pointed us to. Uh, it seemed to be deserted by the time they got there. That was, sure. uh, just a day or so ago. Okay. Um, I don't know where he is at right now on his price, but you might want to, uh, budget a couple grand for, uh, Dr. Smith's uh, uh, to, to buy a, a weird skull off of him, but also to compensate him as uh, Oh, is this the, the uh, fellow that Valentino told me about? Yes. 2,000 is an awful lot, but uh, I think we can I think we can arrange that. Um, he will have to come here, though. To Paris? Yes, if he's going to give us the artifact. Okay, I'll tell him. Oh, he's there with you. Yes. Ah, I see, I see. Hmm. You want to talk to him? No, no, I will meet him when he gets here. All right. Anything else? What do you need from me? Uh, Congratulations on your... Congratulations on obtaining an artifact. Well, congratulate us when we're out of Cairo. Okay, okay. Um, Any major trouble that we should be aware of? Uh, Yes. Uh, Our... Enemies are not only uh, improving their mystical powers, which they seem to now have devoted uh, units that are able to wield magic, um, as well as uh, some sort of like large mechanical device as like a tank, but instead of like treads, it has feet. So it kind of walks like a, I don't know, like a person technically, but more like a scrunched up person. Mm. Okay. Um. Uh, did this Mr. Smith, Doctor Smith, uh, see these things as well? Uh yes, he has. All right. Uh, I will have him draw a sketch out a design of this. All right. Just so we know what we're. It's a scrunched over man doesn't sound too threatening. I I I suppose it doesn't. But uh, we saw them in action, and they're at least slightly more threatening. They seem to be having some trouble with their weaponry. I think these are prototypes. Mm, um, okay. But, but we could potentially see a rollout here at some point. Yeah, um, okay, oh, yes. Okay. Also, as a slight addition, uh, we encountered a race of snake people. And what? They have declared war upon humanity. There's a long pause. Um, have you been out in the sun a little too long? Oh, yes. <laughs> snake people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, imagine, okay, imagine a snake, right? And then yes. you, like, m- remove its head, put a person's torso in between the the removed part on its head and then reattach all three and that's kind of what they look like. But look they like, would be tiny though, right? Little snakes? Uh, well, no. These are like man-sized snakes. And so, uh, okay, so th- these are like, most of them have like man-sized torsos mm-hmm. which means they're maybe I don't know, the, the remaining snake section is I don't know, 10 feet long? Or longer, um, yeah. Yeah, and then we also encountered some larger ones, which we discover were becoming larger because they were using a mystical artifact than the Doc put on. So that actually makes anybody who puts it on larger and then afterwards leaves them 
Um, I'm going to guess just very tired because he's also mumbling incoherently, but he did not do that before. <laughs> so, you, so I'm going to guess they just really drained him in some way. Uh, we also, we still have, hey, Doc, we still have the headdress, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got it in my bag. Yep, so we still have that in case. I suppose we can leave it uh, with whoever meets us in Italy, or we can hang on to it. That would be up to you. But yes, uh, what we need for you now is for someone to uh, meet us in Italy with some supplies. Okay, um, hmm. Uh, the only people we might be able to contact is Resistance, but that will take a few days. Uh, that's all right. I don't think we're getting out of Cairo today. If right, you... the, right, Stephen, like the storm is on. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, a, gonna be for another day or so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you might check with Rusty to see if he has any contacts in, in Italy. What, what part of Italy are you headed to? Uh, we're heading for a place called Morano, which is... Ah, just outside of Venice, yes. Yes. Okay, well, um, if Rusty doesn't have a contact, uh, let him uh, contact us, and we will make sure that there's somebody from the Resistance that will uh, uh, be there. Okay. Anything else? Uh, anything else, guys? Nope, I don't think so. Uh, the opposition might also know the position of the remaining or yes the opposite we had them all that's that's right uh we were uh i suppose infiltrated a uh an expert that came with us turned out to be working for the nazis so they know about the italian um artifact uh there's also two more artifacts that we know about one in saint petersburg and one in the united states Mm, this uh, mole, you say? Yeah. Uh, how did the mole? How was he able to infiltrate your your uh, small party? She was uh, recommended to us in a way by uh, Doctor. I forget the doctor's name. Jacobs. By Doctor Jacobs, she had been working with him uh, to uh, uh. figure out his. Um, uh, yeah, to to basically be able to reconstruct his research on uh, the City of the Dead. Um, so we took her on as well as Dr. Smith uh, to basically act as guides since we don't know the area and none of us are archaeologists. And I'm sure you killed her, yes? Uh, I don't know. Hey, Valentino, what happened to Lazelle? Or, uh, she... or Sweet, I suppose, is actually her real name. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, her code name is Sweet. Sweet Lizelle Bohm. Oh, is it? Well, her name was Lizelle Bohm, yeah. I, yep, I guess once you put it all together, yes. Oh, she's... Uh, she's a very high-ranking member of the Black Sun. I... I well, we know that now. <laughs> well, you're lucky to be alive. She's killed many men. And women. And children. And dogs. I bet, well, good thing we didn't bring any dogs. Cats, too, I suppose. We, we did bring one child, though. He was pretty You useful. endangered a child? 
Well, his uh, de facto guardian uh, signed a permission slip. <laughs> hey, Valentino, what happened? What happened to Lazelle? Uh, she tried the mask, and it didn't seem to agree with her. Um, unfortunately, I do not know whether or not she uh, recovered. Survived. Yeah. Uh, looks like she tried to use uh, the mask, and it uh, didn't want her to, or something happened. The mask? Mm-hmm. Is that one of the artifacts? That is one of the artifacts, yes. That okay, is the listen, artifact that we have. When... Uh... Between now and the time that you get to to Venice, I need a, you to write up a report. Uh, get it to me at your first convenience. Uh, you should be able to encode it and send it to us uh, over just regular transmission lines. All right. And we'll take it from there. But please, uh, spell out what, what the artifact is, what it does, where you found it. If you can give us any more information about Lazelle Bohm, that would be excellent. If you know anything else about the location or what these other artifacts are, please include that. All right. Uh, if you, uh, you're walking tanks, mm-hmm. and apparently these snake people need to be included in a report. All right. Okay, anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, see Rusty for what you need, and um, let us know when you get to get to Italy. Great. Thank you. Uh, good luck. Uh, you as well. Punch all Nazis. Yes. <laughs> we hate those guys. We do, too. Hang up. All right. Yep, you hang up. Uh, Dutch will walk back over to the group and say, so all right. You got my money? Uh, yes, there is a uh, there is a probably a check uh, waiting for you in Paris. He looks at you like I don't know what a check is, or he's never you know been paid by check. I think he's a cash only kind of guy, but he kind of nods and Paris, huh? Who am I supposed to meet? I'll. Give them some info. Uh-huh. Library of Paris. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that moment the door busts open and wind and sand and you see a figure come in and push the door closed. You can hear the few people that are in the, the bar kind of grump and complain. And then sure. the door is closed and the coat comes down and you know, person is brushing off all the sand and grit and grime, and you see that it's Rusty Stowe. Oh, hey, Rusty. Oh, hello. I see you've had success. Yes, yes. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Ah, bought into drink, please. My mouth is so dry. So you'll have to tell me all about it. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll tell you everything that happened and we might need uh, some of your contacts. Oh, um, contacts for where? Where are you headed next? Uh, we're heading to Italy. Italy. Oh, well, that's. Uh, yes. And I think I can find a name for you before you leave. Obviously, you're not leaving today or probably not tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to get to to Venice? Uh, we were. Just thinking of hopping a plane. 
Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I think you're probably going to have to take a boat. All right. I can get you on a boat tomorrow morning. Uh, there will be one that will leave even in this storm. Great. Okay, uh, just the six of you. Uh, no, I need to get to France. Uh, Sanjay and I can wait a, a day or so. We've got our All own right. means. All right, but be careful because we we just left a pretty severe pl platoon of Nazis. Nazis, you say? Yeah, we ran into some Nazis. Oh, well. Uh, bartender, more drinks, please. This is going to be an interesting day. Yep. Uh, and... Dutch will turn to uh, the other members of the group and be like, uh, gents, we have homework. So, uh, Valentino, I need you to write up a report on the mask and everything you know about it. All right. Um, Blisco, I know you only got a quick look at them, but I need you to write a report on those tanks. Yeah, I've already been figuring things out. Okay. Doc, snake people. All right. Facts only, please. I know that you've got a lot of theories, but only what we have served, all right? Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, Doc, I appreciate everything that you did, uh, taking the risks that you did on this, uh, especially when we were in the uh, dealing with that crazy cult. I appreciate that. I really do. But um, let me give you a word of advice. Uh, do you know the story of the boy who cried wolf? I'm familiar, yes. Yeah, so all these conspiracy theories. I'm not saying they're right or they're wrong, but if you go around spouting crazy conspiracy theories to everyone that you meet, the time when your conspiracy theory cult stuff really matters, no one's going to listen to you. So well, maybe keep that stuff under your hat. I'll take it under advisement. Or <laughs> your hood. <laughs> what are you going to do with that thing? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we haven't decided yet. Uh, we can either try to turn it into Section M, or we can grab a hold of it if you think that the side effects can be mitigated in some way. Uh, Doc, you would need to do an Insight Plus. Insight Plus oh. Snake Knowledge. Plus, well, I was going to say probably Medicine. Insight uh Insight plus medicine. plus medicine check, yeah, a D one on that. If you wanted to exam, if you wanted to try to examine it, two successes, very good. Some theories, yeah. So what you can tell from this is that indeed you don't know where it's coming from, but every time you were to put the hood on, there are indeed some spikes in the hood that inject right into your neck on each side and there is some kind of a potion or a fluid or something that pumps out. Although you're not able to, unless you want to destroy the hood, you're not going to be able to see what the fluid is or extract any of it for, um, investigation, mm -hmm. but it pumps something into your body that gave you all of those powers. And your guess is because of the experience that you had, 
is it is something that is probably formulated more for the snake people mm-hmm. than for humans. And that is pr- why you had the negative reaction. Uh, an educated guest would tell you that there's no way to determine. It's not like you're going to build up an immunity each time you put this on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one time, you know, it could, when you take it off, could do a lot more harm to you or a lot less harm to you or no harm to you. It's, you really have no way of knowing what this fluid, this poison, we'll call it a poison or a serum. Let's call it a serum. That's probably a better name for it. You really have no idea what this serum would do to you in the future, but you do know what it does do to you when you're wearing it. So, mm-hmm. so that probably answers the question of whether we could try and use it again. I mean, you could certainly use it again. Yes. It's pretty oh, clear sure. that you could use this again, uh, it, but it doesn't, you can't tell how many charges it has, for example, mm-hmm. but yeah, you could die. You could take it off and, and die just from wearing it. So. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to discuss? Um, just that uh, after everybody's done writing the reports, and, I, and I'll write the main report um, that basically goes through everything we did, okay. um, that uh, somebody has to encode it. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, uh, Valentino. Probably Valentino would probably be able to encode it okay. and send it off. You guys spend the day spinning tales of what has happened to Rusty. Rusty is just won't let you guys go until you've shared every single detail of the adventure you're on. Certainly Monty and Sanjay are having a great time. Uh, the few people in the bar just can't believe your their ears when they hear that Doc, you know, grew 10 feet tall and uh, and was, you know, busting out and punching giant snake people. They just can't believe any of this stuff, but everybody's having a good time. But in the background, you can kind of get this weird feeling that even though everyone in the bar is is having a light moment that in the back of their head, they're just thinking about all the people that have disappeared uh, in the city. Yeah. The uh, next day, you all board a boat to Venice and uh, Monty and Sanjay do not go with you. They're going to wait another day or so and then they are going to make their way to Paris. Everybody parts. Uh, at this point, I think we need a dun 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 kind of music because you have com- you have gotten the item and you have completed your Egyptian art. Critical Hit Punch Hall Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Stephen Schleicher. If you would like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. That wraps it up for the Egyptian campaign. What's going to happen to these guys when they head to Italy? Oh, it's going to be so intense. Hey, you may have noticed that Rusty Stowe is back. Hey, Rusty, welcome back into the game. Rusty, of course, is named after our patron, Rusty Stowe. You would like to get your name mentioned in an upcoming episode and you want to become an NPC in an upcoming episode, all you need to do is point your browser to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Again, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on critical hit and send it to us at podcast at major spoilers.com 
and your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week, and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.